Hey. Yo. <laughs> so I'm just going to preface this with, if this sounds a little echoey, I apologize. I'm going to hope that it doesn't. Um, I am in a different space in my house and I'm still setting everything up. So we might get a little bit of an echo, but yeah. It's all good. You sound wonderful to me. And I am also in a different space. Your broad is actually in Brooklyn. We love it. Yes, we are home. And so far, I've known, I saw two things today because I was starving um, this afternoon. And so I was looking on Grubhub because Grubhub in New York is like an experience by itself. Like my favorite thing to do when I come home, like, yes, besides like go to bodegas and like see my friends and whatnot is um, I love looking, like I love ordering food to your house. Cause you can't do that. Like, like maybe cause you're in LA. So like, it's a little different for you, but like in new England, like first off you're paying like $7 delivery fees. Like the food is so much more expensive. And Whereas, like, when you're, like, when I'm home, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to order sushi. So I could order, like, $12 worth of food, but it feels like I have $50 worth of food, and it's going to be here in 20 minutes, and I'm not paying a delivery fee. So I was looking on Grubhub, and I saw fucking Leone's now delivers. That, I, my mouth is watering just thinking about that. Leone's is, not only do they make fresh mozzarella, which, by the way, they're known for Mm -hmm. the fresh mozzarella, but Mm -hmm. they have the best fucking sandwiches uh i just would love chicken cutlet mozzarella and peppers oh my god mouth Mm -hmm. is watering that's what i want for dinner damn it i'm stuck in los angeles (laughs) with their balsamic glaze so so good balsamic yes leone's is like when i saw that i was like are you fucking kidding me leone's now delivers these fucking kids have no idea how fucking lucky they have it that leone delivers because the only time i got leone's is when my brother, it was like every other Friday in the summer, because he had like a rotational sift. He was a salesman. He had like a rotation. And in the summer, it's like his one of his clients was down there. And I had a and it was every other Friday he would go there. And I would have to like pray, like, oh, come on. I know like like pray you got out of your meeting early. Cause they also closed at the time in the summer yeah. at certain points. They used to close early on Fridays. So I'd be like, come on, like get there early enough so you can bring me home fucking like a uh, they, used to, they have like ridiculous names for their sandwiches too. I was like, but all I wanted was a roast beef, roast beef, lettuce, tomato with um, American cheese. That was like my go-to on like one of those big rolls. Not even like the, not even like the Italian bread, but like the big yeah, rolls. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I used to get so excited, but I saw that and I was like, are you fucking kidding it's me? It's amazing. They're also like, they're not in an area where there's other like establishments for eating. Like, it's just like it's weird it's like you it's just a residential neighborhood and then out of nowhere on the corner there is this little like deli deli. um so Mm -hmm. if you're in brooklyn or bopping around new york city take the train all the way out to bensonhurst because you need to have a sandwich from leone's um also i just realized i would like a shirt that says balsamic glaze for days um Add to the merch list. Add to the merch merch list. list. (laughs) Oh my God, I do love a good balsamic glaze. I'll never forget my, um, there's another place on Staten Island that's a really good sandwich place. It's called Royal Crown. Um, Oh yeah. Literally. Royal Crown, that that motherfucker owns like a bunch of stuff in Brooklyn too. Yes, he does. He does. Um, Well, there used to be a Royal Crown in Brooklyn, but a little little shady stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. (laughs) My, My dad's got all the deets on that one too. But so- they are known for their balsamic glaze. They actually jar it now. Yes. And um, the first time I sat down and ate there, I couldn't figure out what was in the balsamic glaze that was making it so good. Like I literally was thinking of the most odd fucking ingredients. And my mom's looking at me. I was with my parents. My mom's looking at me like I had seven heads. And I'm like, oh, is it like, is it maple syrup? Like, why is like, what is that sweetness? Like, how did it get so thick? Like, I was like, did they add like cornstarch or something? She literally looks at me and she goes, it's fucking sugar. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> like it's literally just balsamic <sighs> and sugar. So you get balsamic. <laughs> I love your mom's reaction to things and explaining things. It is just my, <laughs> one of my favorite pastimes. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Yeah, she's she's very, very funny. But the other thing I noticed is so we went to the city. My dad had a, his procedure on his heart done today. And um, 
we we had to go to I don't know where Cornell is like uh, you would know. think because I was like around the area like I would remember but I know it's not that far from the 59th Street Bridge because I we went through the tunnel and I remember the name of the tunnel all the, also by the way BQE at six o'clock in the morning alive and fucking well baby there was traffic <laughs> Six o'clock in the morning. I was like, are you fucking kidding She me? truly <laughs> lives. New York is never going to be over as long as the BQE has traffic at 6 a.m. Correct. That bitch is consistent. Okay. She she is consistent. <laughs> she delivers. Um, just like Leone's. She delivers. Ha! That's good. Um, <laughs> so um, we were going through. I'm like, okay, there's fucking traffic, right? We're going through, we're going through the battery tunnel. And then we're like, my uncle's like driving along and I'm like, oh, this view is so beautiful. And my dad's telling me about like all the fucking things that happen by the, you know, because there's boats randomly. And I'm like, what do these ports do? Like, what are, like, whatever. And then we like turn and I was like, I don't fucking remember half of the name of these highways and bridges anymore. Yeah. And that really like devastated me a little bit because like, really, it's only been a year right. since like I've navigated a lot of these things. But I'm like, oh my God, like. Cause I looked at the, I was literally, I was like, dad, what bridge is that? And he goes, it's the 59th street bridge. Like basically like, he's like, are you fucking kidding right, me? Like, yeah. how are you asking me that question? Like, it's like, I think the only way it could have been worse is if I asked him what that bridge was and it turned out to be the Brooklyn, Brooklyn bridge. bridge. <laughs> that was the only way it could have been worse. God, I hope um, which we, which we did pass as well. Um, but yeah, so he also, uh, in his room, the most, again, a consistent, a consistent moment today, uh, on brand we got to his room and and his room has like a beautiful view, like such a beautiful view. It's right along, like it's the East river. And I was like, wow, this is like pretty fancy in these shindigs. Right. And then I was like, he's like, yeah, you know, that's the, the East river. I was like, yeah, I, I know. He's like, he paused and he's looking out the window and I'm like, what the fuck is the matter? Like, are you feeling all right? He goes, how many dead bodies do you think are in there? <laughs> I'm like, Oh, you, of course you would ask that. And I was like, he, he was like, he's like, well, maybe not many dead bodies, but if there are dead bodies, like how many of them you think got the cement feet, you know? Almost all like, of them because they got to stay down there. That's the whole point. Like you can't have that shit correct. floating to the surface. That's why there's so much sludge in the Gowanus Canal. <laughs> that's that's the, that's what it is, people. Like don't get it twisted. If you live over there, you're inhaling body uh, yep. decomposure, whatever it's called. I don't, I don't know. Exhumed corpses. That's what that's. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for, but um, it's uh, it's New York. It's funny that you say that um, that you were upset about not remembering the 59th Street Bridge, uh, because I literally feel like I just had this conversation with my therapist about how um, I am okay. So I fell down the rabbit hole in TikTok this week on like those videos, <laughs> those like a day in New York City vlog. You know, mm-hmm. I saw mm-hmm. one, and then it was just like a landslide, and I've been watching them ever since. And I did a parody mm-hmm. video of my own, more so to make fun of myself and my trash canness, <laughs> my ratness, than anything else. Um, because honestly, like, I don't care what you do. Like, if you want to do those videos, you got the money to do that. They're all like fashion students at like FIT and shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, they're trying to live that lifestyle. And in my mind, I'm just like, when I think about it, I'm like, we weren't, we were basically doing the same thing at their age. Like, you know, we grew up, they, they're catching sex in the city now, but we grew up with sex in the city. So I would Mm -hmm. be a big fucking hypocrite to shit on whatever they're doing. They're trying to live their best life. You know what, girl, you you do it. Uh, you know, and what, what, two things that stood out to me. One, there's in the comment section, people are super fucking mean to these chicks. Like they're, oh yeah, they're just like, uh, you know, like, oh, tell me you have money. I'm like, first of all, who fucking cares if they have money? Whether it's their money or their parents' money, what does it matter to you? Okay, you're wasting time yeah. and energy on this shit, like grumbling about how you'll never have what they have. It's like I don't know, maybe you might like fucking yeah. put put some work in. I mean, I don't know your life. Like, don't fucking. But also what. Yeah, but also calling them out for it is not going to get you the money. 100%. Oh, my gosh. That's what I'm like. Why waste energy? Like, and it's cool because then other people on the comments are just like, wow, this is what I want one day. Like, I want to, you know, I think we forget, like, how many people, like, see New York as the pinnacle and they just want to, like, that's what they want. And to see someone else being, like, doing that, like, that seems kind of similar to them. 
And then that mm. kind of makes them feel like, oh, I can do this too. So I like that element. Yeah. Here's what I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is matcha really that good? Because I've had it and I thought it <laughs> tasted like socks. So I just really need to know from people out there, like, is matcha good or are y'all just doing it for the aesthetic? Like, if you're doing it for the aesthetic, like, I'm cool with that too. I just need somebody to tell me if you actually enjoy matcha lattes or if, you know, you're just doing it for the aesthetic. I respect both, but I just need to know because I really didn't like it. I tried it in LA a couple years ago and I tried to force myself to finish it because I paid five fucking dollars for it. Uh, and I just could not. It tastes like socks. It does taste like socks. Um, I've had matcha ice cream okay. before and I thought it was like fine, but also like, we, yeah, so we, I know what you're saying here. Yes, we could do an Instagram poll on this Thank 100%. Um, but I think what's, I like, of course we support anybody who does it for the gram because we're the generation of do it for the vine. Right. Like, we will we will support your aesthetic on the matcha latte like one thousand percent. I don't actually like them though, so I'm going to have to side with you on this just because I I don't I think it is one of those things where people it's kind of like um oh god like what I feel like it's like one of those things like when like almond milk first came out and it was fucking everywhere yeah like I feel like most of the time people are just like thinking like oh if I do it this way like this is like something that. This is, like, what I have to do because this is, like, the new, like, thing that's, like, making my beverage better. Or, like, avocado toast. Like, I'm going to put avocados are good for you. It's a healthy fat. Yeah. Like, we're going to do all that. But it's, like, it's just, like, although avocados are delicious. That's not what, that's, that's not what I'm saying. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's just one of those right. things where people are doing it for the gram. Okay. And, again, totally chill with that. But it's, like, damn, you, girl, yeah. you spent, like like seven five to seven dollars on that like but anyway that's not my thing that's again coming back to the money thing which whether it's yours or uh you know your parents whatever your situation is do your thing mm -hmm. like who cares and the people hating yep. on that i say you know what why are you even on this page like why are you there like to be nasty no no reason like bad karma for you like you don't need that energy you know you don't like the way they live their life that's totally fine it's their money or whoever's money like no one's asking you to fucking come along for the ride. I just wanted to say that because, uh, yeah, the, you know, that's annoying. I mean, do, would I be friends with any of these people? Probably not. They are not my cup of tea, but I respect the people doing what they're going to do. And, um, you know, uh, that's, well, that's what I'm well, bringing, you know, bringing someone down, so to speak, like, again, doesn't, it never actually brings that person down. It takes you down a few pegs, right? Like, wishing or shaming people for things that like clearly you're struggling with yourself or like trying to be an asshole about doesn't actually impact those people right like saying something about their money doesn't give them any less money to do whatever the fuck they're doing it just makes it very apparent that you don't or that you yourself are jealous or that you know what i mean like it just takes you down more pegs yeah so i where'd you go i'm back it was a little glitch oh, okay. <laughs> oh i was like you're yellow, not even green. You were yellow. Um, so yeah, it never actually takes this other person down anywhere. It only makes, it only puts you in in a worse situation. Right. Like, yeah, it's, it's just not fucking worth it. Also on a TikTok, like who gives a fuck? Right. Like who gives a fuck? Honestly, like I, I was just thinking about this today because I, okay. So the reason I think I fell down this whole journey hole in TikTok to begin with is because I'm missing walking around the city. Um, and then I realized I was like feeling a little bit like upset with myself because I'm like, I don't know these. I mean, I don't know if I would have known these places either way because, you know, they're very mm -hmm. like, you know, brunch on Sunday type places or like fancy restaurants that maybe we didn't always have the money to drop to go to. But um, yeah. OK, I was writing something. I have a piece that I'm working on right now, but like I would love to like go back to New York and like make her proud of me as tacky as that sounds because I feel like now my life is in, you know, it took me a while to get to a, a really good point and I just want to come back and yeah, I want to fucking do the bougie shit. I worked hard yeah. for this, you know, like, uh, yeah. so I just would, you know, it's just weird being like looking at my city from an external. And also I was telling my sister today that it's going to be so weird going home for Christmas and having to stay in an Airbnb or a hotel. 
Like that is so bizarre to me. Like, and it makes me uncomfortable and I'm dealing with that. But, um, you know, that's one of those things that is weighing on me right now. Um, but the last, the last thing I will say, um, is one other thing that stood out to me in all these videos, y'all take the, the bus a lot in Manhattan. And I'm just curious (laughs) as to why you do that. Like maybe it's a pandemic thing. So maybe I shouldn't rule that out, but the bus or the train, it's the same thing. Like same germs. Like if anything, I feel like the bus is a Manhattan nerd. Like who, I just don't understand. Like one video they were like, I had to go cross town. So I took the bus. I'm like, but why not the the subway? She quicker. (laughs) She quicker. I've only, yeah, I've, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before. I've only ever taken the bus in, in Manhattan. Like, obviously, through Brooklyn and Queens, I've taken the bus plenty right. of times. I'm talking but, strictly Manhattan. These are people taking the bus, choosing like, to in Manhattan. Like the M whatever. Yes. Like the M the fir- is the first letter of right. this bus that we're talking about here. Um, yeah, no, I have – I remember taking – I remember taking the bus once because it was like one of those, um, you know how sometimes when the train is out, they have like a, a bus that they call it like a shuttle. Um, and I remember one time my train just like stopped working and a shuttle was like waiting for us at the stop. And I remember l- quite literally almost about to shit my pants because I was like, I've never taken a bus in Manhattan and I have no fucking interest in getting on this bus. Like I remember Googling like, okay, ha- can I walk there? Like, how else can I get there before I would decide to fucking get on this bus? Because I was so scared. And I got on the bus and I literally remember sitting there because it was one of those, um, it's the longer buses, yeah. right? Like, so right. there's like buses are the ones that attach. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, this is like seven miles long. There's no way we don't die in this bus. Like, I just had like flashbacks of like speed. Remember like Sandra Bullock yeah. and speed? Oh, who doesn't? I just had yeah, I just had, like, all these nightmares, like, coming, like, in my head with this bus. And I was like, I can't get on it. And I must have let, like, three or four go, like, shuttles go before I actually decided to get on that bus. And I think it was the only time. Oh, I might have done it, like, one other time, like, right before the pandemic, actually. It was my sister's birthday. I had a, from Astoria, the end train, you know, how they've been operating on it for right. a little while. Yeah. I, I couldn't get to the other side of, like, where I needed to go from Hoboken, so I had to get on the bus, but I felt a little bit more confident about that one because I literally just had to go over the bridge. Right. So I was like, we're not, we're not even in the city anymore. Yeah. I just have to leave. I think, uh, yeah, the one time I took the bus, I, I thought I'd never taken it, but I did actually now that you say that. Uh, when I lived in Astoria, my friend lived in Harlem and it was somehow quicker for me to take the bus mm-hmm. from Astoria that went to Harlem. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll do this. Um, yeah. I went over like the Queensboro Bridge or something. Um, but it's not in Manhattan, never a day in my life. Like if I'm going from one side of the city to the next, uh, it's always the train. Like, I, I don't know, again, maybe it's just because everything is filmed during the pandemic that I'm seeing. So maybe people think the buses are a little safer because they're above ground and more oxygen probably flowing through it. They're probably not wrong in that sense. I mean, there's no oxygen in the subway. Um, but I, I don't know. <laughs> to me, it's all the same. And you also said that you were like shitting your pants. I was going to say, you'd probably be very at home on a Manhattan bus because from what I gather, <laughs> that's where everyone goes to poop. So. Yep. Sure is. Um, or the subway. That's, that's actually true. Both MTA. Um, pooping your way. Um, sorry, I couldn't help myself. It was there. I had to take it. Um, I... Also wonder, like, you made a comment about, like, the FIT, like, all these, like, the way, like, the day in the life New Yorkers, these bougie things that they're living in, it's like, this is what it is for them. I wonder, like, I, so I don't think for us, we ever, like, bougie wasn't really a thing for us, maybe until, like, we were in our young 20s, yeah. right? Like, 22, 23, like, that's when we would, like, wake up, like, do the whole brunch thing, yeah. like, do the things that now these kids in college have normalized and are doing. So, like, I, I do think, like, what it started for us is what they saw. So now this is what they've like kind of romanticized a little bit and that's what they're doing. But for us, I like, I think of like, I don't know what our TikToks day in the life would have looked like per se in, in like that, like besides like the Pacha, right? Like we talked about Pacha, like a hundred percent. fucking Pacha. But yeah. Right. You know very well, like I, I could totally have seen myself doing this shit when I, when we were in college and even maybe after, like, cause it would have yeah. been a thing. Like we would have all been doing it. Kristen would have totally been doing it and she would have yeah, been blowing the fuck have. up on it. 
quite honestly. Yep. Um, 100%. So also, I just don't want to be that like pissy, like bitter millennial. That's like, this is stupid. It, it, that's just a waste of energy for me, you know, like, and it it, really in a is. way, like, again, it's kind of cute because they always use like the sex in the city theme in the background. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like we were in high school being like, I'm going to live in those apartments, you know, like, and we grew up there. Yeah. So even to us, it was still glamour um, in some way. Also what, um, you know, and a couple of the videos I watched explained this, um, you know, people basically, because people like get some nasty fucking comments and a couple of people respond to them, mm-hmm. which is when they do that, it's actually very funny uh, because one of the people I was watching was basically like, yeah, I work like nine to six every day. Like what you see on my thing is like a weekend. Like I make all my money. So and I do X, Y, and Z, which is kind of, it's cool. And it was funny because she clapped yeah. back at the person that was like, uh, you know, whatever, spoiled, blah, blah, blah. But in my mind, I'm just like, you know what? You shouldn't even have to do this because it's truly nope. nobody's fucking business. How, mm-hmm. you know, like you're doing this to showcase a restaurant or like some whatever product. And, you know, most of these people get like partnerships and branding shit. That's their job yeah. too. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like what, why, why my question then to those other people is just like, why are you here? If you're just going to come and take a shit, go on the, go on the bus yeah. in Manhattan to do that. Nobody wants that on this person's page. 1000%. And I also think that just for the people who are like any, I, I, I think it's because we start ever since we started this podcast, like my whole view on content creators has shifted completely. Yeah. The amount of time, which is where, like, I mean, I've always um, praised, I think at this point, everybody knows I praise Cola's writing, like her ability to create, her ability to like be a creator is so impressive to me. Um, But I will never in my life shit on a social media content creator for as long as I live. And if you're listening to this and you are a friend of someone who's creating content, this like... This is going to be my first TikTok. I could like, I don't even give a fuck because somebody steal this idea, but because this needs to be a TikTok. If your friend has published a blog, published a TikTok, and they're like trying to promote a brand, they're trying to be an influencer, if they're trying to start like some type of creative account because their new hobby is crochet, whatever, it literally takes nothing out of your fucking life to listen to that episode, watch that TikTok, like it, share it. It takes like the photo, follow the account. It takes nothing out of your fucking life to show up for people who are trying to put themselves out there and make something of themselves through a creative outlet. Like, right. Show up for people. Yeah. Like it takes nothing. Yeah. And even if you don't like, again, like no one's asking you to like go, if this is like, isn't your thing, like, you know, like, and you don't care and you think it's materialistic and shallow and like, that's fine. Like, that's totally fine. Don't fucking watch it. Like, don't get, you know, like, don't be there. Like, and if it comes up for you, like, okay, it takes no time to just go past it. Like, it's just insane. Um, Well, I'm talking more about like people who are like have friends that are trying, like, I'm talking about like, if you know the person, like, yeah, yeah, obviously don't, don't troll anybody's shit. That's just like, again, that's bad energy. That's just a waste of your time. But like, like, for example, like, if I have somebody like a friend who just like, like I have another friend, like she just started a podcast. Right. So like, um, one of my other friends like recently asked, and they were like, Oh, are you not going to like follow her page? Like, cause you have your own podcast. And I'm like, why would I not? Why would I do that? Ridiculous. Like not following, right. Not following her podcast doesn't make my podcast any less fulfilling or any less important to me. Like, like also she's putting herself out there. This shit is hard. And so of course I'm going to follow her. Like, of course I'm going to listen to her episodes. Like I'm always going to like, if she posts something on her fucking Instagram, like a, a poll or a picture or something like that, I'm going to fucking answer. You posted something to ask a question. I'm going to fucking ask a question. I'm going to engage and help you build yourself. Cause you're putting yourself out there. So like, yeah, show up for your fucking friends, especially right now. If people like, if you have friends who are, especially because of the pandemic, like if you have friends who are writing a book, Again, starting a podcast or um, doing anything creative, starting an Instagram account or trying to like start becoming like a fucking YouTube celebrity, whatever, like support, like it takes nothing out of your day. Like maybe it takes like two minutes, but like just show up for them. Yeah. It takes nothing. Like quit being, and and, like, I think because the biggest thing is, is like a lot of people, a lot of people will say like, oh, well, like you're not going to be an influencer. So just like stop. Yeah. I don't like that attitude. I, I've, uh, something I've started to try and do with myself too is like anytime I catch myself starting to get like a little too bitter about something or like 
you know, I just kind of take a step back and be like, wait, why am I, wh- why do I care? Like, why am I angry about this? Like, what, what does it have to do? Who cares? Like, you know, so what, right. if that's what they want to do, fucking go for it. I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. do it. If yeah. you're my friend, I will support you. Like, you know, right. uh, if you're not my friend and content is there, if it appeals to my interests, I'll check it out. But there's really like, I mean, yeah, is it like in but you know, what is like a normal like job or normal thing to do nowadays anyway? We're in the fucking middle yeah. of a global pandemic. Like even before that, it's just like, did you think like, also that's another thing that cracks me up. People are acting like, you know, influencers. Oh, like, oh, she's just like a, a pretty, pretty chick or whatever. She's getting all these blah, blah, blah influence. You act like models didn't exist before this. Like it was the same <laughs> fucking thing, just a, through a different medium. Like now we yeah. now we have more control over the medium, so everyone can kind of DIY, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just like yeah. so. I'm like, why you act like influencers or whatever it is? Maybe that it was some other way that that was put out in the world before. Um, mm-hmm. You know that it just wasn't in the palm of our hands all the time. But it was there, yeah. like whether you like it or not, it was there. Um, so the people, yeah. you know, it's like you're getting mad at something. It's like we didn't invent fire here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is not fucking new, people. It's just in a different way, right? right? Like I, I completely agree. And I also think that like if anything, it's more – I've actually – I had this thought recently. I think it's more – I think it is better for the sole fact that because it's no longer in the – in like the control of these like other people, right? Like you said, like do it yourself. So we're more likely to see people that look like you and I now being showcased as a model. Like, cause I even remember, like I thought of um, America's first uh, America, America's next top model. Yeah. Like when I was younger, Can I just tell you oh. my, uh, Janelle and I are rewatching that from the beginning right now. And I, I never watched it from the beginning when it was on, like I caught episodes here and there, but I am, fucking loving it watching it in order <laughs> me is it on is it on hulu or is it on netflix it's, or it's on hulu yeah all of it hulu yeah so i was gonna say i feel like i recently saw it but kristen and i used to be obsessed like i'm talking like back in the day right yeah for well, I, you kids and that's when i used to watch you might it be listening yep when it was on back in the day like religiously i think it was like tuesday or wednesday nights kristen and i would have our phones and text during commercials of like what we just watched happening um and we watched it live but i even remember then like the first couple of seasons like you have like very skinny very tall like not not anybody that would ever actually look like me but how important it was to start seeing those like quote-unquote plus size people which is so funny because i'm like those bitches were not plus size they were normal sized bodies um but how important it was for me to see like you like you don't think about it in the moment but like as i like as i as i think about it now i'm like wow my mom had probably never seen that on tv growing up right right so like the generational messages she must have received about her body and being comfortable in it versus like even me being exposed to that and now with these influencers right like body positivity is like such a big movement on instagram and it's like i like a long time ago i cut out like following people not because they didn't look like me but like so they made me feel bad about myself but like I really started to become more intentional about the people I quote unquote followed that I didn't know and the messages they were putting out because that shit fucks with your psyche yeah that shit will fuck with your because because I'm like you know like I've talked about this before but like I really I love fitness and I love nutrition and I care about those things so I started following a lot of those accounts to be like oh give me ideas for workouts and give me ideas for like things to cook for dinner but then all of a sudden these influencers to some degree were actually influencing me in a way where I was like constantly looking at my body after a workout and I'd be like, oh, am I cut here yet? Right. Oh, like, oh, and I did like, oh, I just did abs today. Like, let me see how tight my core is. And like, I would become like obsessed with like kind of like doing what they're doing because I'm, I'm modeling myself after them in a way. Mm-hmm. And that shit fucked with me so hard. Like, that's why I really started doing yoga because I, I had a moment where I said to myself, like, you need a reset. Like you need to get back to basics in your body because like something's not right here and you're developing a very unhealthy relationship. Sure. And when I also did that, I unfollowed a lot of those accounts and I started following like the accounts that were more like holistic, intuitive eating, mindfulness, like more like health from a different type of perspective. They're still like obviously all about movement and like fitness in some degree, but that is like the best advice I can ever give somebody is 
be mindful of who you are following that is your influencer because they are impacting you in some sure. way. Sure. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, that's definitely 100% very important. Um, I think as people, um, you know, as then, you know, as you get older to you figure out what works better for you and uh, mm-hmm. you kind of, you know, know what you're, what you want to be seeing as opposed to like what, you know, everyone else thinks is, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, uh, <laughs> no, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it. Yeah, really it's like, same. I'm, I'm, I'm here just for like, it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, Cause I was just like, as I was going down the rabbit hole, cause now I'm like, I can't stop, but I think <laughs> it's because, uh, truly like it comes from the desire that I wish I was walking around New York. And also part of me is just like, what, what, what's, what's popping off in the city right now? Like, show me the streets, like <laughs> show me, show me people eating outside. Like, you know, that's all I, you know, she was, she was busy this morning, even at 6.30 in the morning. She was really, as, really busy. As she always like, is. I know. I, I really do always love the the energy. And actually, we walked into a bodega. Like, so once we got there, my uncle took me to, like, the bodega because he used to work in that area. And, Cola, this is, like, when we ask our guests, what's your bodega order? This is the fucking place <laughs> that we're asking them where they're ordering this bodega order because – I walked in first off. So it's right. What's funny is it's right next to a deli. It's right around the corner. It's right next to a deli. And my uncle was like, we're not fucking going to that deli. We're going to this one instead. And it's like, literally they're right next to each other. But my, he's like, no, 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 this is the better one. Their coffee is better. And I got it in like one of those, um, like the little, oh, I should have took a picture of it. Like the little, like New York, like, co- like the like bodega cups, like the coffee cups. Yeah, with, we're like, happy little, to serve like, you. Yes, like the little like blue swirls around it and whatnot. Um, but the banners for the menu was like, this is the omelets. These are the like the deli like sandwiches. Twenty four seven like bacon egg and cheese is over here. Like cold like ugh, coleslaw meat. Then behind you was the the ice cream like that you know has been sitting there for thousands of Love years. It. You don't Delicious. care. Yeah, like yes, like the chip witches and whatnot. And it was just. That was where I was like, oh, when Cole and I asked this question, this is where I imagine they're ordering. They're making their order. But it, yeah, it was, it's, she's alive and well. She's, there was a lot of people everywhere this morning. Um, we almost got hit by a few cars in the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel, you know, so again, on brand. Every time I get, the get off the plane and try to leave JFK, I almost get run down by a cab and it's beautiful. Um, oh, welcome home. I know, truly. Uh, well, the other thing, I actually realized this, um, I was talking to my boyfriend about this the other day. He, bless his heart, he's very much, he has no concept of what New York really is. Like, it blows my mind to be dating someone who has, like, like, he, obviously he's, like, visited New York, but he's a New Englander through and through, like, zero concept of New York. And so he was talking about a bar, and it was really adorable, because he was, like, he was like talking about it. He's like, yeah, I think it's in Chelsea market. I'm like, Oh my God, I loved like, or like around Chelsea market. I'm like, Oh my God, I love Chelsea market. And then I was like, Oh, there's a really good bar, this other place. And this one's in, and I like named another neighborhood. And he's like, he's, and I, I, I think I like might've said like, uh, like South street Seaport yeah. or something like that. Like, and he's like, yeah, no, I think the one I'm talking about though is in Manhattan. And I was like, no, honey, they're, they're, they're all in Manhattan. <laughs> they're all in Manhattan. Like, like it was so cute. Yeah, it was so cute. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, and he's only been to Brooklyn once and he went to the Brooklyn breweries really where he went. So he, I have to show him New York. Oh, not yeah. in a, I know. I can't wait to take Janelle to, uh, to the city. I'm like, but he, oh yeah, go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, I was going to say, I also realized, I don't remember the name of like 90% of the bars that I've have ever gone to in New York. Well, see, I think I'm pretty good despite my alcohol problem. That for some reason is one of the things that sticks. Cause I remembered when we had Doug on, we, this wasn't on the episode, mm-hmm. but we were talking a little bit after the show and uh, we were trying to figure out the name of another place we went to that night. And I forgot what I, mm-hmm. now I can't remember which one we were talking about, but I said it and he was like, yeah, that's exactly where it is. And I'm like, yes, see, like, <laughs> um, and I, I, I can't, I can't believe you remember that. Sometimes I can. Oh, it was boxers. That was it. That was the gay bar that was like, oh, I've been there oh, before. Yeah. And I was like, and let me tell you, I blacked out at this place. Like I have like, you know how, like when you're watching a show and they're showing you what like the dog sees when you're like, okay, where it's like all blurry and faded. 
and black and white. That is my memory of that bar. Like walking around the back patio. I was like, yeah, it has a back patio outside. He's like, yeah, oh my God, Mm -hmm. I can't believe you remember that. I'm like, neither can I, because that's truly (laughs) how my memory of that place is that I am seeing as if like, I am like a dog, like walking, like I, I remember like walking around, like barely being able to keep my eyes open, which is so dangerous, Mm -hmm. but I was, that is very dangerous. Well, so boxers doesn't count. Boxers doesn't count to me though, because like I've been boxers is like one of those places where it's like, there's a lot of them in the city, but, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a bunch of locations of boxers in the city. There is like, uh, there's it's like all throughout like ones in Hell's Kitchen, and I think there's like another one in like uh, the West Village or around there, or maybe like closer like Midtown. One, yeah, yeah, they're they're everywhere. I didn't know that. I've only known the one uh, in Chelsea because I used to pass it. Then when I used to pass mm-hmm. it on the way home from work when I would walk, um, I'd be like, oh yeah, I have been there, and I'm like, oh, this is familiar. It's <laughs> <laughs> so familiar, and I don't remember. Really, and I think I can tell you what's funny though is I can tell you how to get to almost all of them. Like, there's a bar that I had two birthdays at. It's in, it's the underground bar to Chelsea Market. It's like literally you go outside and it's literally under Chelsea Market. I've had two birthdays there. Cannot fucking tell you the name of that bar, but I can tell you how to get there. And it's, I just, and, and it's not that I, here's the thing, it's not that I blacked out at these bars. I just, nine out of 10 times, and, and you know how it is, like, you start at one place. Cause your friends are like, Oh, we're going to go to this bar. Yeah. And usually for me, that's with, that's Nicole or like, Nick, like, um, Kristen or Kevin really would be like, this is where we're going to go. Like they knew the place. And I'd be like, okay, I'm just fucking here to follow along. Like just lead the way we would go there. But then when we would leave, cause I'm like, all right, let's go to the next bar. You just walk around. Right. And then you're just like, this place looks fun. Let's walk in there. You don't fucking ever look up and look oh, at the sign. Like- oh my God, 100%. Uh, unless, yeah, unless you end up really liking the place that you stumble into, that you're just like, we're going to come back here. Then you kind of like like poke your head out and take note of where you actually are. But yeah, there was a bar yeah. I remember. Um, it was near NYU. And because uh, the Players Theater was on McDougal Street and we would do a lot of shows there. And a lot of times mm-hmm. we would either, I know before a show, I would usually be at the McDougal Street Ale House old bar Mm -hmm. across the street i hope it's still there when this is over um and so and then i'd go to the theater and then afterward we often went to amity hall which i also hope is there um but Mm -hmm. uh and you remember amity hall we went there once with chris uh for her birthday i think or maybe it was esther's birthday i don't remember no we again we probably did not the girl to ask if you show me a pin a dropped pin of the area i could tell you we were there we were definitely there because i have photos and we had just gotten thrown out of off the wagon um so off the wagon that's another name of a bar that i was trying to explain to him as well i'm like there's also on second avenue like there's second avenue and then there's another place there's like another area where like all of those like cliche named bars because it's the same owner yeah so the the guy that owns off the wagon also owns i believe the 13th step on that's on second avenue off the wagons on McDougal street this is insane that i have all of this information like i can't remember like what i had for dinner like a week ago but i can tell you all of this information um and then amity hall was around the corner from there which is usually where we ended up but if you go up a little bit further on i want to say that's west fourth or west third street um there Mm -hmm. was like a random bar we just popped into uh you know that was like pretty empty it looked like it's probably an nyu bar it was like a little fancier you know to cater to the college kids uh oh i know what you're talking about you the picture of the three of us wait wait oh the picture of the three of us of you me and kristen that has like it's like a really cute picture of us yeah that's an amity hall i yeah we did fucking go there oh okay yeah obviously well, because there's a picture but I, there might be i didn't know that, that might have been before we went to amity hall that might have been taken in off the wagon before we got thrown out still don't remember why we were thrown out that night but <laughs> i just remember someone being like your whole group has to leave and i'm like i didn't do anything for once. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I I um can't remember. So there's also one there. So I really can't remember any of these names, but I remember. I also think because like when I think of like uh, hair of the dog off the wagon, the 13th step, something pickles. There's a name with pickles. There's a bar. Oh, Jacob's pickles. No, I don't know. No, no. Uh, oh, my God. This is good. Somebody listening to this episode and listening to us try to do yelling this, like, right screaming. 
the name of the bar. Yeah. Um, so you can oh, always, I wish Nicole was here. You can message us <laughs> on Instagram and tell us what bars you were screaming at our faces while you did this. Um, I'll tag it. I'll tag it in the, the actual I think episode that, post. I think they might also own Down the Hatch, which is also. Yes. Yeah. Down the fucking hatch. So I like literally when I think of all these bars, I think of that 22 year old. Yes. 22, 23, 24. Like the second I hit 24, I never went back to those bars. But there is one place that Nicole, I know you're listening to this day is our favorite bar in the entire world. And I do remember the name of it because 90% of the time I I'm always like, this is the best bar ever. We have to come back here. And she's like, we've been here before. <laughs> um, so I've drilled it into my head. It's Sons of Essex. And oh, it is, yeah, it's on, it's on the Lower East Side. Yep. And it is one of our favorite bar, literally for no other reason than the fact that the DJ, I don't know who their DJs are, but they always know how to play my songs. Like, I'm always just like, oh, I love this song. Oh, I love this song. That's usually how I judge a bar. Do you? Like, it's like, I love this song. Do you remember... I? I I want to say, I know this is going to be wrong, but it was like, there was a bar that, um, by the way, this episode is just turned into, do you remember that bar? And (laughs) I would love if our listeners could tell us if they're in or around New York, if these places are still open. Uh, My hope is that they are. Um, But there was Kristen through Eric's birthday at this one bar. And I remember because I, uh, she was kept yelling at me because I told her I was going to wear Chuck's. And she's like, no Chucks, it's fancy. I was like, I'm going to dress up otherwise. I just thought they would go with the outfit. Um, but it was like right off of the Williamsburg Bridge in the in the Lower East Side. It's like as soon as you – like if you were walking the bridge, as soon as you got off the bridge, it's like a hard right. And it's like like adjacent to the bridge. And I think it was like Le Poisson Rouge or something like that. It had like a French name. Wow. Uh, wow. I don't think that's what it is though. I think that's – I think I'm confusing it with another bar. But – I just remember being there that night and having ginger ale because I was so sick from drinking the night before. Um, and then I think Eric showed up and it was a surprise party. And I'm like, there was like three other people there that I knew. And I was like, I'm a, I don't know how long I'm going to stay here. I don't feel good. Um, and it was just like, Oh, the fun game of how long will I last? It was just because it was just, I wasn't well. And it was like wall to wall people. It was a lot of dancing. Um, you know, I feel like even though, I mean, we obviously didn't go to NYU, but we ended up a lot in bars with a lot of NYU students because yeah. uh, those Lower East Side bars, like, are cheap as fuck. Like, 2A was yeah. my favorite, uh, one of my favorites. My best friend used to live right upstairs from there. Um, and uh, what was the other one? There was, oh, the one on the corner, Fast Eddie's, no longer there. That one closed well before I left. Yep. I actually just saw that last night because I was looking up all the names for these bars and I was like, it's a whole area of these bars that I'm thinking of. And yeah, I just saw that they're, they're not there anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I can't tell you the name of any of these bars all to say that like, it's like made me so sad to think of this is like, I'm like, it's only been a year granted to be honest with you. There's a good chance that I would have never remembered it. Even if it, even if I was coming back every weekend <laughs> and the pandemic wasn't a thing. Um, I'm very much a person and so many of my friends can say this to you. I truly exist in my own fucking bubble in this world. Like it's, it's really bad sometimes. Like for example, I've been living in my apartment for almost, uh, probably close to a year now. I can't tell you my fucking neighbor's names whatsoever. My roommate knows their names and everything like that. But like gun to head, if someone was like, name a name, I would not be able to come up with it. Whatsoever. I feel like, like I do. Not that's, that's like very New York though. Like I, yes. like we just moved into this great little apartment complex and like, they're very much like very friendly neighbors. And like, I'm like pivoting and adjusting to that because like they want you did like that was a whole selling point they're like we want people who are going to be like friendly with everybody else and i'm like okay i'll do that if i get to live in this place because it's my <laughs> dream home um so uh yeah but if i must if, yeah no but i mean everyone so far has been super nice so it's not like a, an issue but that is a very new york thing where it's just like hey like i don't need to know what your deal is if you need me to pick up a package let me know but we don't need to yeah yeah like i don't need to know your name i know your dog's name your dog seems kind yeah that's all i need to know like but like meanwhile my roommate yeah my my roommate will be like oh you know like like the neighbors like when i saw them before like they waved hello i'm like they might have waved at me but uh i was not paying attention like i just i keep it pushing but um yeah so that that is very on brand of me to not know 90 percent of the time where i am or what's happening 
uh, sober or not. And I will say this though, when you, I think of like back to an episode where I think it might've been Nicole's episode or Doug's episode where we were saying how sometimes when we walk around the city or we look at the city, it always just feels like this was ours. Mm-hmm. Like this is ours. Um, I did have that moment when we were going into Manhattan, obviously. So yes, there was traffic on the BQE, but Manhattan itself was obviously a little bit more calmer. Um, we had like just gone over, uh, uh, no, we were, no, we took the tunnel. We had just gone over, um, uh, like we were like along the, the highway, the West side highway. And, um, I just remember like looking at the skyline and like looking at all the buildings and whatnot being like, yeah, this is fucking mine. Even though it's just fucking I can't mine. remember a bridge name. Yeah. I can't remember a bridge name. Can't remember a bar name. I'm like, yeah, this is fucking my place. It's still like yours. And I, yeah. I know I'm, I have a weird fear of losing that. And I don't know if anyone, I mean, aside mm-hmm. from you really understands what, if that, that seems like an irrational fear, fear and like, you know, it's like, well, if you have that fear, why did you leave? And it's just like, well, my life is it's not, that not that simple. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I can't wait to, to make my triumphant return. And you will make her proud. I, I could feel I it. I hope so. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who says that, it's truly not that fun- fucking simple. Because when we please go, I will bookmark this. Please go see the episode where we talk about how shitty New York and Brooklyn really is and the and the things we don't love about any of it uh and we talk about our mental health a lot in that episode um and two things can be true we can recognize that uh this shit is no longer healthy and good for us and still love it and miss it right as i put on my instagram our instagram post was it yesterday what's today today's wednesday yeah they won't hear this yeah Monday. Never mind. So it doesn't matter what day is for any of you, but we will always be like two broads from Brooklyn. So like Brooklyn is inherently in us. So two things can be true, motherfucker. We got to get some merch up. I I'm <laughs> I gotta figure something out with that. We'll we'll, we'll keep you guys posted on what that's gonna. Look like. I need a. We should have stickers. I want that to be a sticker. Yeah, that's two things. Can two be true, motherfucker. True, motherfucker. That's right. All right. Heard it here first. We love it. Um. Yes, and then the last thing we want to end on, and I think in the spirit of it's, we're still in Women's History Month, um, the fearless little girl in uh, the New York Stock Exchange. So for people who do not know, the statue of the little girl who they call her the fearless little girl, which fun fact, uh, our friend Doug, who has been on this podcast before, uh, actually helped with the production and marketing around the fearless that little girl. That is so, so fucking cool. Yeah, I don't know if he had anything to do with this, with the, the new projects and what it's been doing since, but um, he had like some sort of uh, assistance in the in the production of that. So shout out to him. But the brave little girl now has um, some additions to her statue, and now it's glass ceiling. It's broken glass ceiling. Broken glass is everywhere around her, and it's to kind of play off the metaphor of breaking the glass ceiling, which is very common. Uh, for women, especially in like, I mean, really anywhere, but mostly like workplace environments, corporate environments, leadership environments. I definitely love the idea behind the metaphor, much like I love the Medusa statue facing the courts. Mm -hmm. Um, But a part of me is also like, it would be nice to see more of that in actual practice. Um, You know, as much as I love the art and I love the, what it stands for, sometimes I look at that and I'm like, Okay. Also, like, I, I like, I love the idea and I, I, she looks amazing next to it, but also part of me is just like, y'all just put this little girl around a bunch of jagged glass. <laughs> I have many questions of like how it's being roped off. Cause I'm like, New Yorkers will walk through that. Oh my God. Walk through that. They like won't even notice it until they ever like have a fucking gash <laughs> in their leg. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. I, I do love it. And, one of the things I, I think I agree with is I'm kind of over the whole performative shit right now. Like, but I, I uh, any, I've said that before to someone who like considers himself an artist and they've said like, uh, yes, but that is what art does. It's that thought provoking that like kind of is ahead of the curve of like what's actually happening. So like, right. Like the action's always behind the art. So the art has to come first with what they argued. And, and I understand that to some degree, but it's like, I'm at the point where, where you know we've said this probably every podcast at this point we should just change our name to like gen z's favorite people um, are we i do think like 
I think we might be Gen Z's favorite people I don't, because we like. I don't know if we need to take that we, we title the, prematurely. We literally say almost every podcast episode that we think that they're an amazing generation that's going to save us all. Yeah, like, no, I, I like, do, but I mean, I feel like Gen Z. They don't. They. They. I'm going to need some Gen Z people to chime in on that, and I don't think we're their favorite people. But I'm glad that you know we're not hating. No, on them. No, 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 like, like. Like we are their favorite people. Like we love them. Oh, like, I they do not love us. We like yes, yes. Yeah. No, no. They definitely hate us. No, one hundred percent. They hate us. We have sidebars and skinny jeans. They they hate us, and we use laughing emojis, not unironically. Yeah, that's so my favorite we, emoji. Don't even hate. <laughs> do you know what mine is? I use two. It's the heart emoji and the rolling eye emoji, which is like that. Yeah, pretty descriptive of me. <laughs> my my girlfriend's pretty fond of the smiling crying emoji. So now when something is just like barely going well, we use that a lot. Uh, so I really like that one too. It's like the this is fine emoji. Yeah, that's really what like it everything is. is fine. Yeah, I use that as well. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm over. The performativeness but i do think to some degree that this is where this generation is so amazing is because they're kind of like yeah fuck your performativeness yeah. like we're gonna we're gonna demand it happen and i uh, i just think that like so much is used to distract us and divide us more and more that i just like need people to think like a little bit more critically yeah about certain things you know what i mean and so i i do love the fearless little girl and her broken glass ceiling because the glass is everywhere, right? Like I always love that. Anytime like a woman is showcased in a positive light, uh, which should be all the time because women should always support women, literally always support women um, and always show up for your friends. Sorry, that's a callback to what I said before. We love callbacks. Um, we love callbacks. Call them back. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I I do love it, but I, I kind of have the same sentiment of like, can you just like maybe like actually help us literally break the glass ceiling? Yeah. Can we just can we just have more women in in powers leadership? I actually read something really really great uh, the other day that was talking about how women are really strong supervisors. Like women make great supervisors traditionally um, more than men. Not not to say that like just because you have a woman supervisor means you're going to have a great supervisor. That's not what I'm saying. But um, in terms of like leadership roles and characteristics. Uh, women tend to be able to adapt a lot better to teams and build teams and and provide like more constructive environments, mostly because like inherently we have uh, more leadership qualities that enable for that, right? Like we're nurturing, we tend to be a little bit better at empathy, things like that. Again, not to say that men cannot be those things, but this article was just basically saying how like women tend to be better at supervisor supervising, right? Or why we make such great supervisors. But yet again, we almost never then get promoted to those higher leadership roles, even though that we're having our teams that are performing better and doing greater things. So that's a great example of the performative thing that we're talking about here with this like whole class ceiling thing. But I I literally just read that. Get me a hammer. (laughs) Break it. Glass. Shatter that glass everywhere. Um, Well, I love that. As a note to go out on. <laughs> yeah. I think we should just continue like every episode. Like we should highlight something about women for women's history month because. Sure. We, I love that. We tend this, this is shit that matters to us. I mean, a lot of shit matters to us, but this is one of them. Um, but okay. This is fun. Should we do it next week? Hell yeah. Yay. Okay. Um, well, I'm Anna. I'm Cola. And we are two broads from Brooklyn. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. <laughs>